What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. We're here to bring you our opinions and our news, notes, and happenings from around the world of sports. Episode 200. Uh, didn't Not really going to blow it out. Nothing super duper special. Just the fact that we kind of got to record an episode is uh, is, is pretty cool this week. Uh, <laughs> had some trouble with the scheduling, and we both do the best we can, but things happen from time to time. So appreciate everyone's understanding. And... Uh, yeah, we just we we'll, we just do the best we can. That's all we can do. Um, but yep. we want to we're glad to get one out for you today. Uh, we talk a little bit of baseball, uh, some NFL free agency, which obviously includes the ongoing saga of Lamar Jackson, which is just baffling to me. I'm really never seen anything like this with a player of his caliber. Uh, but what's new, Ben? Been about a month since we actually did this. Uh, it's been a while. Anything changed? Anything new? No, nothing new. No? Nothing's, nothing's really changed. Um, the weather's starting to shift. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, that's nice. Less snow. Uh, any um, uh, fantasy baseball leagues this season? I did not because no. I'm getting a little, uh, little, little hooked on uh, those uh, online bettings. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. So well, there's a number you can call for help if you need to. You know that. Uh, trust me, Chris. Every time you log into one of these sites, yeah, these uh, these apps. That's the first thing that oh, pops yeah. up. Yeah, if for sure. If you need help, so they are required to do that. So I, I don't go big, Chris. I just it's like one, two dollars yeah. most is ten. Oh, yeah. If I'm feeling if I'm feeling confident, I'll go fifty. But it's what? nothing too heavy. So that way, if you lose, you're not like, oh man, this is really bad. It's like ah, it's right, five bucks, right. whatever. Like it right, happens. Right. And a lot of the money that's in my accounts um, are the monies that they like gave for free. Right. So yeah, I haven't yeah. really had to pitch in too much so it's it's kind of satiating the need for for obviously you know when fantasy football comes around that's i'm locked into that but you know that's kind of caught my attention we'll see what happens next year but right now that's kind of my focus you know uh i i'm i have sworn off college basketball completely wow i am mm. not betting on that ever again yep yep uh, too many <laughs> times did i take hits on um uh, putting money on a team that just why i have no idea what i'm doing on that one so yeah I'm like, yeah I, I wait till college football that's what i keep telling myself i'll hit there it's kind of me the only thing i ever really wager money on i mean i do have a fantasy baseball league which i mentioned before we started recording had my draft last week went really well only a couple days in still in first place but it's a few days in out of 162 games i'm not counting my chickens yet believe me right um but yeah, I, I even baseball like day to day changes too much. Like NFL, uh, you know, I have that one league. I pay a hundred dollar buy in, and then you know we have the prize money broken down accordingly. Uh, but that's a one time deal. That's a one shot deal. Uh, and uh, every once in a while during football season, I'll I'll, I'll 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 make a wager or something if I'm really if I feel a big upset coming or whatever. I'll, like I said, five ten bucks. But it's like I so seldom win, and there's so many nuances to these. Like anybody who thinks like DraftKings or whatever is like easy, and you believe them when you're going to win all this money, like just do your research first, please, for the sake of your hard-earned money. Um, not telling you you should or shouldn't, but just do your research first, because uh, you can lose your shirt really quick if you don't know what's happening. Oh yeah. Um, luckily, you had somebody who knew what they're doing. Um, oh yeah. I have somebody who I can refer to and ask also if I decide to do that. Uh, so that's always good. But I pretty much stick to the fantasy teams and the football squares at the Super Bowl. But um, <laughs> Yeah, no, pretty much uh, 
nothing nothing too much new here. You said weather's changing. It's nice. It's colder today, but it's still fine because there isn't three feet of snow on the ground. Right. Got a new. You might hear some noise uh, throughout the uh, recording here. We got a new kitten last weekend. Me and the wife, uh, Maine right. Coon. Uh, he is absolutely ridiculously adorable and a total sweetheart, almost like a dog, which is why I wanted a Maine Coon because they're a lot like um, uh, her cat, who unfortunately passed last year. Uh, but I mean, this little guy's great and the dog loves him and everyone's happy, big old happy family. So that's great. Good. Good. Uh, good. So let's get into the MLB season to this point. Um, it's, it's, it's blatantly obvious at this point, the Red Sox have zero starting pitching. Uh, hopefully the whole pen and offense can carry them to something respectable, but I don't, this team had a lot of problems last year. Can't fix everything all at once. Uh, the teams we thought would be good have turned out to be pretty good. Again, we're, two to three games in for every team. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a lot of stuff's fallen where you thought it would. The pitchers you thought would have nice starts had nice starts for the most part. And teams you thought would struggle had some, you know, struggles. Uh, obviously, I'm not only referring to the two games. Obviously, the latter part of spring training when a lot of starters play as well. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's really too early to say much because we could record two weeks from now and it could be an entirely different layout and – you know, there's that old phrase, you know, B season doesn't start until it's like a third of the way through or at the all-star break or whatever. Um, I think that's, that's that's honestly pretty true. Obviously, if you fall too far behind, it's a problem. But, yeah. uh, you know, if you're right there in the mix of the all-star break, down that stretch is where it really, really, really starts to matter. And uh, But what are your impressions so far of what you've seen? Um, I mean, we can also add like the uh, some of the higher, better performances from the World Baseball Classic because that happened when we – during the time since our last recording also. Uh, I would just continue my never-ending praise for Shohei Otani, uh, right. a dynamo, um, one of the greats in the game. And even if he stops this level of performance tomorrow, this has still been a couple-year stretch unlike anything I've ever seen in my lifetime. So that's exciting. Uh, what about you? Uh, my kind of takeaway, because um, I, I didn't watch the WBC uh Oh, I no. Know, uh... I didn't either. I just watched highlights. Okay. okay. God, no. Oh, that um, kind of time. <laughs> I, I'm just intrigued on, actually, uh, the the biggest highlight was opening day. Uh, they kind of pointed out that there were 21 stolen bases and only two caught ceilings, and that kind of, trend has kind of continued. Um, and that's like two two parts uh, where they're, the pitchers are limited to, I think it's like, what, two Two throwovers per at bat. I think so. And then also, obviously, the increase in the base size, even though it's not much, but you increase the base size of all of them, mm-hmm. it reduces the uh, distance. Um, I think it's really, really uh, early on, it's increased the amount of stolen bases. And that's another aspect that has been lost with the launch angle, so to speak. And then also, the shift has kind of or the, you know, not ability to shift is kind of force teams to rethink how they're going to approach at bats. And you have, you having players now come becoming complete hitters. Um, they're really kind of being able to play to all the field instead of just launch angle, pull the ball, mm-hmm. up, vacate half the field because you know, that player's not going to hit it there. Because if they hit it there, that's a win for you. Uh, but I think it's it's shifting the game back in a 
a better direction. Uh, I know it was it. There was a game yesterday. I saw that it is someone someone tweeted out that it was two hours and three minutes long. Wow. So I, I <laughs> that's great. It's not that's not the norm, Chris. I'll tell you that much. Because the Sox are in the bottom of the seventh, and they've been playing for two hours so far. So they'll probably hit the three hour mark, maybe. But they might have. They might. They'll definitely. I think they'll definitely two and a half hours which look i'm saying i listened to the game today you know so i'm off i was able to listen to it i didn't watch it but i'm listening to it i was uh, combing the dog's hair while i was listening to the game so it's kind of enjoying it a little bit you know i'm used to just listening to the game and then zoning out because 10 minutes later it's like uh still the same inning you know, pitchers thrown three pitches in a 10 minute span. Mm-hmm. A little different now, a little different now. So uh, I'm liking the trends. I'm not excited about the team right now. The socks don't excite me at the moment, but certainly not from a pitching perspective. <sighs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the lineup doesn't excite me. I know they've scored nine runs the first game, nine runs the second game, and they're actually currently at eight runs. So, is that a product of the Baltimore Orioles mm. or is that yeah. the offense? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it will we sell how it ends out. Um, but so far, a lot of the things that they're doing are positive. I know there's some negative so far. You know, players complaining that they're getting called strikes too quickly or balls too quickly because of the you know rules violations. They cleaned a lot of it up in spring training. I think they'll get better and better as the season goes on. We'll see how it goes. Y'all are paid a lot of money. Stop crying and adapt. That's it. Stop crying yep. and adapt. Your game got boring. Your game is going to be dead. And none of you, all of you are going to be earning paychecks doing a real person job if this league doesn't get its crap together. Uh, right. So all the criticism I've given baseball uh, after giving them a lot of praise, uh, I do mm-hmm. give them credit for better or worse. At least, look, at least... Uh, baseball is an institution that has been reluctant to change for decades. And they're finally willing to see the writing on the wall that they have to do something. And they did. Better or worse, I applaud them for the the effort uh, and look at it from that perspective. And we'll see what works. If something doesn't work and they stick with it, that's just dumb. But it seems now they're at least willing to somewhat listen to their fan base. Uh, and faster games are always good. I don't mind a three-hour game as an outlier. I don't even mind longer playoff games, to be honest with you. I really don't. But, I mean, we're seeing penalties for the pitch count, uh, for the pitch, uh, for the pitch count being violated, or pitch clock being violated. Excuse me, and for the batters not, um, uh, like paying attention to the pitcher soon enough in the count to get mm-hmm. uh, it done in a respectable manner. So, I mean, they're trying, and it's all we can ask for now. And hopefully, it'll end up with a better product on the field because they got some really, really good young players. Uh, and like I said, you got guys like like Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Shohei Otani, uh, Tatis Jr., pretty much half the Padres starting lineup. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, they just they just signed an extension to uh, Chrome Wealth. Oh yeah, just, dude. Put an extension, it's like ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, okay. and a very okay. very team friendly extension too. Yeah. Um. So good for him for getting his money young and good. Well, I mean twenty nine, but for baseball, okay. it's actually not that old for a free agent. So he got it before most people would get it. Right. Um, 
yeah, I mean, good good for him. And uh, I love this game. I hope it becomes watchable again very soon, although I doubt I'll have the time to sit on and watch 162 games a year. But it's still fun to see the game going in a positive direction. So Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We'll have more updates on that as throughout the season, obviously, as things happen. Let's go to NFL free agency. Um, yeah, a lot happened. Obviously, we can't go through all of it. Like you said, before we started recording, uh, it's been three weeks now. Free agency has been ongoing. Mm-hmm. A lot of the big names have already been signed. Some of the potential rumored trade targets, especially at the receiver position, have been discussed. Not really dealt. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. still looking for a home. Um, everybody continues to overrate the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and certain teams like the Bengals and Chiefs just continue to plug along and seemingly get better mm-hmm. and more dangerous. And um, we're still focused on the Bills. I don't know. Crazy to me team that hasn't actually won anything is getting the attention it gets when it's proven that they just continue to blow it. But whatever. Um, the ongoing uh, saga of Aaron Rodgers in the Jets continues, uh, despite his personal hype man Pat McAfee trying otherwise. Um, <laughs> and I say that tongue-in-cheek. I like Pat McAfee. He's, he's a really entertaining guy. But it was kind of weird to me. I don't know. It seemed like he was very concerned Aaron was going to be upset at him in that interview. It was odd. I don't know. Um, but whatever, that's fine. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Lamar is the big one here. We're going to get into Lamar, but what, what has occurred so far that really shakes the landscape for you? That makes you go, okay, this team, uh, is, is, wasn't necessarily, they might've been a contender next year. Or last year, but not really a, a real threat. Like they weren't going to knock off the Chiefs or the Bengals or uh, or um, the Niners or Eagles or anybody of those teams. But and they were just a few steps away. Has anybody jumped into that 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 role now? Uh, and who's taken a step back? I don't. I, I'm because I don't know what Jimmy does for the the Raiders. So I don't think that's. That's the answer. Nothing. I don't think there. I don't Nothing. think there is an answer to the question right now. I think it's just waiting on Aaron Rodgers. It's, that's the only thing um, I can think of that would make a shift, uh, because the Packers are already moved on to to Jordan Love, and the Jets are really lining up to have Aaron Rodgers. So until they agree to this, you know, whether it's going to be pre-draft or post-draft, I think. That's the only thing that that's the only domino that's gonna fall that's really gonna shake out any kind of cosmic shift in any division race. Uh, the one takeaway I do have negatively um, is kind of two teams. Um, it's Baker signing with the Bucks and it's Darnold signing with the Niners, and those two potentially have legit chances to start obviously trey lance for the niners hasn't really started too much brock purdy's out with his injury so he's not playing till probably what october november maybe yeah uh, so reports are that, that darnold's gonna get a real shot i don't know what that's gonna do for them and baker it's i don't gonna get him to it's gonna get him to a three and three start before purdy comes back 
Right. I, I don't believe in Kyle Trask, uh, but I will say I would, I would rather have Kyle Trask as a starter going into the offseason programming. Maybe you want to push him a little bit. I don't know. I don't take Baker seriously with yeah. the Bucks. No. I would definitely bring in a, a veteran guy that's willing to hold that clipboard uh, just to kind of help Kyle Trask, but you got so many pieces still on offense that you're really kind of setting yourself up for failure. If you're going to go with Baker Mayfield, like, that's my opinion. I don't, I, I'm not optimistic about it, but um, that's kind of my takeaway. It's, it's really just waiting. It's really, we're just waiting for two dominoes. That's all we're doing. I don't know if it's going to be, it's because the draft hasn't happened yet. Um, you know, I know you talked about the wide receivers and there's still rumors about the wide receiver situation, especially with New England needing s- severe help with the number one receiver. And there's, I think, legit two guys. You could debate me on Cortland Sutton. I don't think he's really that number one. I think it's Judy is is a 1B, and I think DeAndre is a 1A. Um, but... Whatever happens with that, I think that that helps the team. Whoever gets him, uh, those players, if they do move, I just think it's it's Aaron Rodgers' finalization of that of that trade. What does it look like? How does it help the Packers? Uh, what does it take away from the Jets? And then obviously the big the big one, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I, I think a lot of teams made themselves better versions of what they were. Yeah. Like, I think the Patriots, I mean, not to be homers, I think the Patriots made themselves better versions of what they were. I think the Dolphins did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Lions made some moves, but then they let Jamal Williams walk, which is kind of an odd one. Yeah. Uh, he had so many touchdowns for him last year and was such a big part of that offense. Um, uh, the Cowboys actually letting Zeke go. Uh, which was, I mean, you had to. As a net positive. Net, oh, totally. Um, you know, the Eagles lost some players, but they also retained some very important guys and brought them back. It looked like Darius Slay was going to be gone for a while. Right. Um, they made some good moves. I mean, to be honest, I don't think Miles Sanders, a good running back, not knocking a guy. He's going to do good work. He's going to do good in Carolina. Not going to do as good because the team's not as good, but he's going to do okay. Yeah. The Eagles, the offense runs around Jalen Hurts. Right. And they have to put themselves in a position to sign him to a, a, what's going to be a very lucrative extension. And with the offensive line and Jalen Hurts, whoever's in the – it's kind of like the Chiefs. Whoever's in the running back position just needs to be serviceable. Yeah. And they have that. But some other running backs in Philly already under contract. So there really wasn't a reason to sign extenders to an extension. No. So I think the Eagles, despite losing people, are going to be right there again next next year in contention for the NFC. Uh, as long as they have Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts' form getting better as he progresses through the years, it's going to be a dangerous team. Um, the Bucks sold their soul for that Super Bowl a few years ago, and now they're paying the price for it by having Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask in the QB room. Uh, I like ba- I like Baker. Baker seems like a nice dude. I mean, I know he's a cocky dude in college, but he seems like he's got a little more humility <laughs> in the NFL, which will that'll happen to guys. Um, I don't expect anything. I think you're right. I don't expect anything special there. I'd, I'd be more apt to go with Trask. 
and just that Baker as an emergency backup just to see what you got there. And if you don't have anything, you probably finish with a bad record. Maybe you can get a QB in the following year in a draft. The Rodgers domino. God, I can't. I just can't tell you how much I don't care. Um, I don't think he's going to. This isn't Aaron Rodgers. This is Aaron Rodgers from five, ten years ago. Right. Going to New York. I'm like, oh, damn, this is bad. Everybody knows what this guy is now. They know how he is. He can try to make himself sound good on McAfee's podcast all he wants. We all know how he is. We all know how he acts. It's never his fault. And now he's going to go to a young a Jets team that has a lot of young talent, offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Uh, and they would have had a third Jet competing for that in Brees Hall if he didn't get injured. Right. And as much as I dislike the Jets as a Patriots fan, the reality is that team is on the rise. They have really good coaching. They have really good young players. They have some solid veterans. They need a quarterback. And they're going to bring this headache in, allegedly. Um, I mean, they're either going to surprise everybody and be a 14-win team, or it's going to be an abomination from the start. And um, as a Patriots fan, I'll tell you which direction I'm hoping it leans. <laughs> um, as a football fan and a guy who knows several Jets fans, uh, I do feel for them because they were very excited about some of those players last year. And I don't think Rodgers... They'd have been way better off just drafting somebody. Obviously, it wouldn't be a high pick, but drafting somebody and developing them or trying to trade up and get somebody. Like, going for Raj, I, I don't know. Whatever. it's They're going for the name, not not the common sense aspect of how he evolves, right. how the team can evolve with him. Uh, so, don't know. And the receivers, I don't think Judy's going anywhere. I think they're right. I don't think they trade him because no. he's a valuable member of that team, and they're trying to, that, that you know, they need all the help they can get. They got Sean Payton. Who who knows what's going to happen as far as coaching goes. Russell Wilson performed okay towards the end of last year with zero pressure on him. Who knows how that continued. Maybe he's, you know. I, I've had my issues with Russell Wilson being considered an elite quarterback for a couple years now. Uh, but he's a good quarterback. We'll see how that develops. But he needs someone like Judy there as a one. If he's going to really get back to that form he saw in Seattle at least mm-hmm. for the first five games of every season. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a lot. You know, it's it's. I think a lot happens around the draft also. Yes. Um, and we're kind of – you have that first week or two of free agency that's big, and then there's a lull up until about two weeks before the draft, and then all of a sudden dominoes start to fall because they have to at that point. Right. So we'll, we'll see, and we'll have more on that as we go along, as we progress – through the off season, and Ben obviously is our, our draft guru. Uh, it's certainly not me, <laughs> so uh, well, I'm sure he'll have more on that. And, and you know, the guys he feels are going to make an impact uh, for for certain teams right away, right? Uh, but I mean, now we're here now. It, it, it's Lamar, and it's right. it's it's beyond puzzling to me. Not because not because the team hasn't signed him yet. I understand that part of it. If Lamar is legitimately, and look, this is all talk, this is all hearsay. We don't know 100% sure. I mean, we have heard Lamar say he wants guaranteed money. The amount is somewhat in question. We've heard him say he'd be fine taking like a three for 133, which I think legitimately any team would jump on. I think the problem right. with that is I don't think Lamar wants to stay in Baltimore at this point. It's not the fans. I don't It's 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 it's. It's I think him the relationship with him and ownership has soured, or management, coaching, whatever it is, has soured. Maybe well, it's he's out. Requ- he requested a trade, right? 
But then there was I mean, also rumors directly after that that they were negotiating a contract. So, and it happened the entire time, apparently. But again, that's all hearsay. We don't know for sure. Uh, it's all speculation. So, I think the problem is if he doesn't really want to play for Baltimore anymore and he's willing to take one for 133, all Baltimore has to do is match it when someone else offers him that, right. which they will do almost instantly. They will, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and unless they agree to trade him after they sign him to a contract, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense if you can just do it now. I mean, it's all just a mess. And, you know, Lamar has supposedly he had an agent that wasn't really an authorized agent that was calling teams about him. Again, hearsay, really weird situation. At the end of the day, uh, Lamar Jackson is a super talented guy. He seems like a really good dude. Um, Mm -hmm. But NFL owners are not going to do what the Vikings did with Kirk Cousins. They're not going to do what the Browns did with Deshaun Watson, which I still say was a huge mistake. Fully guaranteed, but it was almost immediately restructured. (laughs) Almost immediately. (laughs) So it would be more team-friendly because they realized, oh, we can't do this. This is bad. We got our guy, and now we don't know what to do. Lamar's not going to get a fully guaranteed long-term contract, maybe a couple of years. I mean, even when Cousins got it, it was what? I think it was three for 84 or something like that originally. Yeah, something like that. And then he signed a two-year fully guaranteed extension. Um, I mean, he's not going to get that big. He's not going to get the original Deshaun contract. Is he worth it? I mean, probably about as much as Watson is. I mean, probably more than Watson because he doesn't have all the baggage Watson has. Self-imposed baggage, by the way. Right. Um, but the thing for me that's so weird, you're hearing nothing from any team. I mean, there's rumors that every team is interested or they're not interested or people want him to play for this team. In the case of the Patriots, people contacting Robert Kraft. <laughs> oh, he wants to play for you. Well, we have a guy we invested a 15th, 15th overall pick in two years ago yeah. who we think can give us more than we got from him last year with the new offensive coordinator and Bill O'Brien. We're not ready to we're not ready to sell and cut bait with Mac to lock somebody up for a massive deal. Like if we're gonna like even if they wanted to sign Jones to an extension after this year, at the end of his third year, pick up his fifth year option or sign him to an extension, they're not gonna give he's not gonna get what Lamar would have gotten in a fully guaranteed clip. So they're gonna save money there and have their guy. There just isn't there doesn't seem to be a spot. For people who are clamoring to get this guy. I mean, there's teams that have nothing at quarterback that are saying, we have no interest. I don't get it. And I do understand the injury concern. He hasn't finished the last two seasons, and there was some speculation last year. He wasn't really injured. He'd be back. You know, who knows what happened there? Uh, I don't really personally believe Lamar would sandbag anything. I think he's a competitor. He'd want to play if he could play. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not. I don't know Lamar. I've never spoken to the man. Maybe he was concerned about injuries and figured this team doesn't want to pay me. I'm not going to get hurt for them. I'm going to wait till the offseason. That's also possible, too. Who knows? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I cannot think of him. And Le'Veon Bell doesn't fit this mold for me personally. I cannot think of a more high-profile player with more recognized ability who's having a harder time finding a place to play next season than Lamar Jackson is right now. It's unbelievable. It almost seems like he's just going to end up back in Baltimore, to be honest. Yeah. And, and and part of it, if you don't know, is that he's because he's franchise tagged, the 
the Baltimore Ravens have 32 million earmarked for him. They cannot do anything with that money because it's for him. If anybody tries to make an offer sheet, that money's locked in. So at minimum you need to, if you're making an offer sheet, you got to have 32 available for Lamar. And uh-huh. if you're going to trade for him, again, you got to have that 32 million available. So and the two hard, first round picks, correct? If you if if you make the offer sheet and you don't negotiate anything by default, it's going to be two first round picks. So you also have to have two first round picks available in the next two drafts. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a first, because there's a list of pl- uh, teams that don't have a first round pick in this one, which is why there's rumors that the deal probably wouldn't happen until after the draft, mm. because then teams open up having two fr- first round picks in 2024 and 2025. Yep. So there is part of the problem. And then also, like I said, the cap space, like teams have spent their money. It's, it's very thin at the top on teams. Obviously Carolina is an int- intriguing team that might be in it. And so is Atlanta, but they don't really have the money to be able to earmark for Lamar Jackson. So that's part of the problem. And injury concern is part of it, but that's, I think that's any player, but it does increase uh, slightly for Lamar just because of his playing style. You have to build the offense around him. I think that's part of the problem. Uh, Deshaun wasn't that. He he has a playing style that he's mobile, but he is a phenomenal passer. So you don't need to build the offense to structure to his skill set. He's a quarterback. He's If he hits his peak performance, he's on par with, with – with Patrick Mahomes. So you don't need to build the offense. He is the offense, but you don't need to construct an offense like Greg Roman constructed the offense for Lamar Jackson. And that's part of a concern that you have to do. And if you're in Lamar's camp, you can sit there and say, well, Baltimore didn't do anything to really create a, a passing structure. I agree with that hundred percent. I called it from the beginning when they started to, shift away from when they lost Hayden Hurst and then they started not to fill in that third third tight end yeah. spot with a yep. adequate replacement. And then, you know, J.K. Well, was lost in his first year. That kind of affected them because they didn't go – because uh, what was it? Mark Ingram, the first year with Lamar, I think that kind of helped him out a lot and never were be able to replace that because the next guy that came in – well. First off, Ingram fell off a little bit. That's effect- that affects it. And then two, J.K. was lost his first year, and that affected the team. And then last year, obviously, we saw it just didn't work because he didn't have all the pieces that he needed. And it's part of the problem is the structure of the offense. And I'm not the only person who spoke about it. You've spoken about it. Many experts have spoken about how that offense needs to evolve it needs to be more passing they brought in the offensive coordinator from the georgia bulldogs so we'll see what that does but i don't the problem is is i think you brought it up is that there's a broken relationship between the front office of the baltimore ravens and lamar jackson Mm -hmm. and and are they able to mend that Sure, money can always mend that. Oh when yeah, you, when you when you give him the Oliver figure that he wants, he can mend it. It's money just and winning of, solves a lot of things in sports. Absolutely. Uh, 
it is a it's going to be a tight window for him to find somebody another suitor. Mm-hmm. I will be mm-hmm. interested to see once the draft is over. Okay, what avenues does that open up for Lamar Jackson, who didn't get a quarterback, who needs somebody because outside of C.J. Stroud, like I said, outside of C.J. Stroud and, and Bryce Young. I don't think there's any quarterback in the draft that is suitable to start this year. That doesn't, mm-hmm. it's not a knock on Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. Um, who am I forgetting? I'm, I'm, I'm disrespecting someone right now. I can't think of the top of my head. Uh, hell, even Stenson Bennett, who won the high, uh, who won the uh, national championship two years in a row is thought of as a, a project quarterback. I just don't think for this coming year, I don't think. Now, I could be wrong because, look, Brock Purdy was selected last overall last mm-hmm. draft. And look what he did. Um, but if you're a team and you go into this draft and you don't get Bryce Young or you don't get C.J. Stroud and you pick up one of the other quarterbacks, I don't think you're starting them this year. That's my opinion. There's rumors that the Raiders are going to take one of the young quarterbacks and sat, partner them with um, Jimmy makes sense same with detroit partner them with with jared Goff. so once his contract's up the young guy slides right in makes perfect sense to me um lamar's gonna have a tough time because it's like a game of musical chairs chris when the music's off how many chairs are left and it might honestly be the only chair left might be the baltimore ravens and then what do you do I still I still say if it's going to be any team, it's going to be Indy or Atlanta. I stick by that. Um, I know uh, Atlanta drafted Ritter last year, but, I mean, I don't know. You never know. Like you said, Brock Purdy last pick in the draft ended up having a hell of a year, and God only knows what could have occurred, what magic could have occurred with him if he had stayed healthy in that game against the Eagles. I still think the Eagles win that game. That defense was killer, but who knows? Could have, would have, should have. Um, the Colts have nothing at quarterback. It's pretty clear who they have there now. And I can't remember the guy's name, the kid's name, who's there now. Um, well, the quarterback it. that – yeah, Sam Ellinger. Ellinger, thank you. Uh, look, he's not the answer. I saw. I actually saw the game he started live when I went to the Patriots game this past season. And, uh, man, they had a field day teeing off on that poor kid. It's fun to see as a fan, but it felt kind of bad for the kid. They have no answer right. at quarterback. They have a good line. They have an exceptional running back in Jonathan Taylor. And they have some good receivers. Nothing earth-shattering, but very talented, and they can get better if they have the right, right guy throwing to them. And the defense is no joke there. Uh, but again, if you don't have a quarterback who can keep you on the field, your defense is going to get worn down. So even the best defense can't perform at the level they would like to. You bring in Lamar... The Colts go from, uh, they might be a wild card contender till about week 12, <laughs> to, hmm. oh, oh no, this is real. This team is dangerous now. And with that one move, send the first round picks, offer them the big ass contract, just do it um, if you want. I mean, I don't mind watching the Colts look stupid. It's fine by me. But, you know, uh, for their fans and the team ownership, if he's sober, uh, might not want to see that. Um, I can see them, Chris. I can see them doing it after the draft. They have that's the what I mean. After, I don't think they do they, it now. They do it after. They, they, they do they it have after. the fourth pick in the draft. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not giving up 
the fourth pick and a first round for Lamar. Really? Not if not. you knew if you knew you could lock him up to a contract right now and Baltimore would go for it, you wouldn't give up the four and next year's pick for you know Lamar? What? I'll tell you what I'm doing, Chris. I'm doing what a lot of t- other teams have done. And, and it does piss off the other team, but I'm putting some kind of poison pill in that that offer sheet that really hampers the Baltimore Ravens and makes it so they can't really. It's kind of like what the Patriots did with uh, Wes Welker, mm-hmm. where they made it so like difficult for Miami to match that it just they made the trade happen um, so that the contract didn't just didn't work out mm, if, okay. if the Miami Dolphins matched it. I think it happened to Manny Sanders too with the Steelers. Um, with another team, I don't remember. It's happened in history. It's not like, I. It's not a, a great thing to do, but if I'm I'm the Colts, I can sit there and be like, after the draft, yeah, here's an offer sheet that's a, a dollar figure and and language that makes it almost impossible for Baltimore to match, and Baltimore just takes the two first round picks. If I'm the Colts, I know I'm going to do that. I go out and draft the best player available, the best player at number four. Or simply just take that number four pick, dangle it in front of a bunch of teams and say, Will Levis is still in, uh, available. Anthony Richardson's still available because Bryce Young and CJ are gone. What do you want? Mm-hmm. And go get another first round pick. And now you're, or get a player that you really, really want. It's like, and move down in the draft a little bit, still have a first round pick, still have multiple first round picks in the future. And now you're really, and then you just say, after the draft's over, here you go, Baltimore. Here's the offer sheet for Lamar Jackson, and we'll just we'll just accept that we're giving up two first round picks for him in the 2024 and 2025 uh, drafts, and we're okay with that. You just got to remember one thing, Chris: it's two consecutive first round picks. So I think if you have two in the same draft, I think they're gobbling up those two first rounds. So got to make sure you you time it right and. and strategize it correctly but i think if i'm baltimore i do it afterwards just because that number four pick i mean we've already seen the carolina panthers they've jumped up and grabbed the number one number one pick they're gonna take one of these guys and i'll tell you right chris yeah there's rumors that anthony richardson's gonna go number one if he goes number one if he goes number one and number three is, I think, number three is uh, Detroit. I think. I'm, 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 I don't have it in front of Let's me. Let's see here. I'll pull it up real quick. I think it's, I think it's Detroit's number three. Um, if, if CJ or, or B or Bryce Young make it to number four, the Colts will have a dilemma in their room on if they should take one of those kids, or they're going to be tossing that in front of a bunch of teams because. They're going to salivate over getting one of those kids. Detroit is six. We got Carolina, Houston, Arizona, Indy, Seattle, Detroit. Uh, I knew it was a, I knew it was a team that didn't need a yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Um, I mean, Arizona's being in a power position. So would the Colts. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot. I think there's a lot that can happen in that first five to six picks that could determine the future for Lamar Jackson. And... That's why I don't think realistically we're going to see anything happen until this is over with. I don't think so. And I would put the odds on Lamar is going to end back in Baltimore 
on the franchise tag. I think he's just going to be forced to do it. Because if it gets to to training camp and he's still with the Baltimore Ravens, he's got till week 10 to sign that thing before he doesn't earn a year. Because if he doesn't earn a year, then they just slap the the, the mm-hmm. franchise tag back on him. Yep. And it's a year one franchise tag. It's not a year two, which increases if it goes year two franchise, then it's 120% of what he made the previous year, which escalates it, I think above 40 million. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's intriguing. Um, Does it suck for Lamar? Yes. His play style uh, is electric. It it attracts uh, excitement to a team, but it also, because it has, he hasn't evolved like Patrick has, like Deshaun has, like Josh Allen has. Um, I think that's part of the problem. And and I will put 50% blame on Lamar, and I will put 50% blame on the Baltimore front office not supplying him with a premier wide receiver. And they tried to, and they missed. Yeah. They tried Ollie over Brown. and over again. They kept missing. Oh, yeah, yeah, they tried. They just missed. And who I don't remember who it was. There was some GM that came out and said, you need to, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, and I'm probably getting the quote wrong, but you basically need to go out and find yourself a wide receiver, and you almost need to trade for them. Because sometimes the draft is a crapshoot, and, and you might miss on that. But yet, you're like the, I think it was the Eagles GM, because they went out and said, uh, we, need a, we need a number one, and they went and traded for a number one. Yep. And they got one. Yeah, And they signed him. And that's a number one. Oh, AJ Brown, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that's why, and that's why you're. That's why there's chatter about Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, DeAndre Hopkins, T. Higgins. Like, that's why there's a lot of chatter about those two because this is now what the Eagles did. That's like, it makes sense. This guy is a premier player, and can they afford him? Maybe not. So then go get him, because. Unless you're going in the drafting, you're hoping, you know, you got Jackson Smith and Jiguo, uh, Jordan Addison, and there's a third one, Quinton uh, Johnson. Three guys, three different skill sets, but they look like they're going to be fantastic wide receivers. But you don't know for sure. There's no guarantees. Oh, never. Never a guarantee. I, 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 I just think... Look, I, I know it had, when I when we heard the report that Lamar had his mom as his agent, that was a nice story. That was really cute. And I'm sure Mrs. I don't know if her last name is Jackson or not, but I'm sure she did her I best. I don't think it is. Um, and I'm sure she did her best, certainly wanted to steer her son in the right direction. And I think it's, it's, it's cool of him to give her that opportunity. But right now you kind of see why people hire agents. Because there's a dance and a game to be played when it comes to free agency, when it comes to contracts and extensions. And if you're not familiar with it, you can cost yourself a lot of money. And I think by not having an agent, Lamar Jackson has cost himself a lot of money. And he's not going to get a guarantee contract that he wanted. Maybe he gets a guarantee contract, but it's not going to be the high amount he thinks it is. Uh, and I, at least I don't think I could be wrong. Been wrong plenty of times before. Maybe maybe everybody is just waiting for after the draft. And then the offers come pouring in from teams that weren't able to fill their quarterback need in the draft. But at a time when a quarterback position has never had more talent, I mean, we're looking at guys who are 
really good players, and we're talking about them like they're bottom tier scrubs. Right. I mean, like Derek Carr is not going to excite anybody standing next to Patrick Mahomes. Derek Carr as a quarterback in the game 15 years ago. Yeah, you had you had Manning, you had Brady, you had Rodgers, Breeze, and then a whole lot of people that were in that really good to sometimes great category that he would have fit right into. I laughed at the Raiders for picking up Jimmy G for essentially trading or, for, or letting Derek Carr walk and then bringing in somebody who's a less talented passer. Makes sense. Whatever. I don't know. Um, but overall, the quarterback position has never been more talented. And and you have teams that some teams have multiple quarterbacks who could potentially be starters. And, and quarterbacks who they haven't even seen what they can offer yet. And now he's out there trying to negotiate a fully guaranteed contract that owners don't want to give anyways. Uh, and I don't, it's not going to end the way he wants it to end. And I think he got really messy simply because he didn't hire an agent. Having his mom as his agent was fun. And it was a nice story two years ago when the thought of an extension was something that was still off in the distance and something they were discussing. But as it got closer and nothing got done. It might have behooved Lamar to maybe say, okay, hey, Mom, thank you very much, but you're not exactly schooled in the ins and outs of NFL contract negotiating. I need to hire someone who can, not only for himself, but for the sake of his family. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has made enough money in his career already to enrich the next 10 generations of his family. Right. (laughs) I mean, Lamar, even if you take the 32 this year, man, and go out there and play your ass off and get a contract in, in next season, you're going to get a massive contract with a massive guarantee up front. And you're going to set yourself up and the people you love for the next 100 years, man, for real. Like, just don't cut off your nose to spite your face. You seem like a really nice dude. You're a hell of a player. I love watching you play, except when it's against my team, for obvious reasons. Uh, Just be smart, man. You're never going to hear this, but <laughs> that's my plea to Lamar. Just think it through, dude. Think it through. And and, and you might have to cave, but you're going to be caving for a lot of dollars if you're doing something you love to do. Right. So just make it work. Um, That's all I got on this one. Uh, I do have an interesting question I saw, although I think most people have the same answer. I have one answer. I think you're going to have the same answer. What's up? I saw it was, I forgot, I forgot what it was. It might have been NFL.com. might have been Bleacher Report. I can't remember. If you could, right now, every NFL player was a free agent. And you can start your franchise with one player to build everything around. Who would it be? I feel like uh, I get, I get the easy answer. I know what the easy answer is. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> obviously, it's Patrick Mahomes. The yeah. easy answer. I mean, I just, I just wanted to go a little deeper than that. Like the easy answer is Lamar. Uh, yeah, the easy answer is Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, uh, I'm game enough to where I might, I might, cause. As crazy as it sounds, like you're building your franchise. Is it for one year or is this building? No, 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 no. This is one year thing. This is you're building your franchise. Every just you and 31 other people sit at a table and you're drafting your team based on today's NFL starters. Okay. And you can you get the first pick and you can pick anybody to be the base of your team from this point forward. 
I, I just gotta go with Patrick. That's all. I it's do. hard not to, right? I mean, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, you can say, okay, let's anybody besides Patrick Mahomes, but then it's like, that's not really the question because then that's there. the second pick essentially, not the first right. pick. Like, right. you can pick anybody. He's young. He's proven mm-hmm. he can do it with just about anybody around him. I mean, yeah, he has talent around him, but as his contract goes up and the talent level decreases slightly, I mean, not a ton. I mean. Look, the receivers they had last year weren't as good as uh, Tyreek Hill. Let's be honest, talent-wise, pound for pound. But they still did great. They still did enough. They won the Super Bowl, obviously, and Mahomes still had an MVP season and threw for 5,000 yards and is a freaking dynamo, dude. The guy's just he's generationally talented. Right. And um, you kind of go with him. Maybe if you're a diehard fan of another team who has a exciting young quarterback, you know, maybe Eagles fans would pick Hurts, and I can understand that. That's fine. I get it. But as somebody on the outside looking in, I think Mac Jones has a lot more to offer than what he had last year based on the really poor way the offense was structured. He's not Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> and I'm not unrealistic about that. Uh, even guys like Josh Allen, who I put right up there with him, I think I've proven they're really good and they're dynamic, but they're not Patrick Mahomes. There's only one Patrick Mahomes for a reason. He's got to be the first overall pick. You're absolutely right. It's just, there's, there's just no way to uh, uh, no other way to think about no. it because you're just you're out thinking yourself if you choose anybody else. I can understand if, if Patrick Mahomes if you had the talent you had in the league and at this point Patrick Mahomes was like 36 years old. That's the only thing I can understand you going okay. Well, he's still dynamic, but you got like three years of this left, and then who knows? Maybe he goes downhill. I'm gonna go with a Burrow or a Herbert maybe or a Jackson if whatever team he's on. But you can't right now. Well. He's done it all multiple times, and he's still young enough to do a hell of a lot more. So it's got to be him for me. Right. All right. Anything else? You good? No, I'm all set. All right. Thank you very much for listening to episode 200. If you have any questions on this episode, past episodes, or sports-related in general, Ben and I love to hear from you. Where do you get in touch with us? You can hit us up on Twitter. That's at BCTSPod. Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Sports. The website, BCTSPod.com. And Instagram, Ben and Chris Talk Sports. And for those who have not done so yet and feel so inclined, please go to wherever you download your favorite podcast, leave a rating, review, subscribe, and ask a friend to do the same. We appreciate the support. For Ben, I am Chris. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you right back here next episode. Thank you.